ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, in Christ Jesus our Lord, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family. And to the standing between the living and the dead, prayer, devotional, memorial, family, evangelistic service, family members, my beloved. Uh, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible, episode number 578, where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint allows us to read the whole Bible as a single true nonfiction story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history in the present in the future as well. Today, my beloved, we are reading Proverbs chapter 6, verses 31 through 35. Shall we pray? And I would ask, if you are saved, that you would pray. Don't listen to me pray. I'm here to tell you to take every opportunity in your life that God gives you to pray. And especially in these last and evil days, these perilous times, I assure you the song sounds cute, but it is true. A little talk with Jesus will make everything all right. That's the best thing you can do, is have a little talk with Jesus. Shall we pray? Holy Father God in heaven, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, help all of these people. We thank you, Lord, for the thousands who have been visiting with us, Lord, each night. Uh, Lord, I don't know where the people come from, but Lord, you're the one who, even without ad uh, advertisement, uh, you're the one sending people by the thousands. But Lord, help them to pray. And uh, help us all to pray without ceasing. Help us to continue instant in prayer. And Lord, help us 
to pray always. Lord help Daniqua and Danielle to take over and uh, as Daniel Daniel Ezekiel helped helped us to a certain point uh, tonight and all they have to do is uh, take care of all of the other uh, platforms give them Lord your wisdom and your knowledge your understanding and your insight and uh, Holy Father God we thank you for allowing us to be here once again and Holy Father God we praise you and we thank you for the answer to prayer and the uh, amazing miracle that you worked on yesterday that allowed us to take care of something that humanly speaking would have been impossible without the miracle you did yesterday and as always Lord I praise you and thank you for all of the salvation and spiritual family and life financial and material protection and provision mental and physical blessings that you bestow upon all of us who are your children who are saved and born again and who pray to you in faith believing and who by your grace obey you for the most part and Holy Father God <coughs> Lord, we uh, praise you and we thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. We praise you and we thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit, and your Holy Word, and for all of the millions and many and manifold blessings you have bestowed upon us. And Holy Father God, Lord, on this night of great uproar in this country and in the world, the psalmist asked, why do the heathen rage and imagine a vain thing? But your people can be cool, calm, and collected, just like Arthur Ashe. And Lord, I don't know if he was saved. I hope so. Uh, but uh, no doubt he's one of the he was one of the calmest, coolest, collected, cunning uh, leaders in American history. It's amazing how you prepare people to do things uh, and how you give people gifts uh, and, uh, and 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 give people the ability not to try to be like somebody else but to have an impact by being himself so Lord we pray and we thank you for that peace that pass of all understanding your joy unspeakable 
your holy serenity and tranquility of mind and heart. And Holy Father God, Lord, I thank you for my grown children now who are and have been for years the producers and directors of all of these services. And they're on the job tonight as I'm getting uh, the feedback. And so, Lord God in heaven, we pray that you will uh, give them your wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and insight. We thank you for the nights when everything goes smoothly. And Lord, help them to resolve any technical difficulties, uh, particularly with Gospel Light Society, Gospel Light House of Prayer, go to church online, uh, BCNN 1. And Holy Father God, we know the devil is busy as well. And Lord, we pray tonight in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would rebuke and bind the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias. Lord, from uh, all of us, everybody here who uh, and everybody out there who may have that problem. And Lord, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, have mercy and grace upon us all. And for Jesus Christ's sake, for those of us who are saved, please forgive us of our sins, our failures, and our faults. And Lord, those who do not have eternal life in them, and therefore really no life, we pray, Lord, for the religious but lost, and then the irreligious and lost. Open their blinded eyes, unstop their deaf ears. That includes my wife, Marika White, who is here serving and, uh, and uh, has been for over 34 years. Uh, not always faithfully, as you know, not always consistently, not always helpfully. But uh, by your divine power coming out of what she came out of uh, uh, as far as her family is concerned and what I came out of uh, as far as my family is concerned, it's a miracle that we are still together and that you have blessed us to raise seven children by your grace and by your power. And so, Lord, I pray for her salvation and for the salvation of all of my offspring. Open, uh, some are saved, some may not be. Open blinded eyes, unstop deaf ears. And save their souls. And save those who are lost, uh, Lord, in this community, in this state, in this country, and around the globe. And uh, Holy Father God, for those of us who are saved, uh, for Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive us of our sins, our faults, and our failures as we from our hearts, by your grace, forgive those who have sinned against us. And Holy Father God, 
crucify our flesh and the old man within us all afresh and anew and fill us with the fullness and the power, the unction and the anointing, the fruit and the liberty, Lord of your Holy Ghost. As my great-grandmother Brelove used to call him, and your word, of course, calls him that. And so, Holy Father God, uh, tonight, Deliver each and every one of us from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us, Lord, your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, to do right, to act right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Help all of us, Lord, who are saved, to humble ourselves and to pray, to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and help us to get back to you, our first love, Lord Jesus Christ, in a very real sense. And Holy Father God, we pray for the salvation of the lost, for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, for the comfort of the grieving in this country and around the globe. And uh, and Lord, we pray for those of us who are saved. And Lord, draw them to yourself for salvation. For those of us who are saved, Lord, help us to uh, indeed Uh, We pray that you'll lift every burden, every care, every worry, every anxiety, uh, troubles, problems, and fears from our feeble hearts and minds and fill us, Lord, with your peace that pass of all understanding, your joy unspeakable. And uh, Holy Father God, teach people to pray. And Lord, uh, for you've already taught us how to pray, but Lord, can move upon the hearts of people to have faith in you as our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ said, have faith in God. Because they're not going to make it without you. And so teach them to pray, to pray without ceasing, to pray when they feel like praying, and to pray when they don't. And uh, to continue instant in prayer, to remember your parable that you gave to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint, no matter how they feel, no matter what they think in their personal lives, in their marriage, in their family. Lord, help them to learn how to pray to you about it. And if they have to pray minute by minute to get through, Lord, that's what you want them to do anyway. In the words of Rick Warren and even some older saints than Rick Warren, because he got it from them, pray, Lord, teach your people to pray breath prayers. Holy Father, God, help me to deal with this person today. Holy Father, God, protect me while I walk into the grocery store. Protect my children at school. Uh, Little prayers, but 
those little prayers are extremely powerful and they get us through because you're the one who gets us through. So Holy Father God, I pray on this Tuesday night. I thank you so much for allowing me to be here tonight. And Lord, I recall what Peter said on the Mount of Transfiguration. It is good for us to be here. And it is. Whenever somebody is praying and we're praying together, it's a beautiful thing, it's a powerful thing, it's a helpful thing. Because the miracle you worked for us on yesterday came through prayer. And, uh, and as you have done thousands of times down through the years, I got the peace the night before. I knew you were going to do something. I didn't know you were going to do that. So help other people to have that experience who name the name of Christ and say they're saved. And Lord, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, deliver us, Lord, once, help us first to all confess our sins sincerely and repent of our sins sincerely by the power of your Holy Ghost. And then, Lord, deliver us from all of our distresses and afflictions, cares and worries and anxieties, troubles, problems and fears, and tribulations and trials and temptations and tests and tensions. Lord, I know that many of our so-called Christian people today are not familiar with these words as they used to be. But they're going through them, whether they want to or not, uh, with their positive mental attitudes and all of that. They still are going through them. And so, Holy Father God, I do pray that you would deliver us all individually and collectively who name the name of Christ, who say that we are born again and who believe in Jesus Christ, deliver us from all spiritual and uh, mental, physical, emotional, family, financial, uh, student uh, loan debt, student progress problems. Deliver millions of people saved and lost from a housing crisis, food crisis, utilities crisis, especially your people. And Holy Father God, I do pray also that you will protect my family tonight and all other families that name the name of Christ in this country and around the globe. Protect, Lord, our family and all other families and all other Christian people, especially those who are being persecuted in Nigeria and in America and around the globe. Protect us all from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil, and from the demons of hell, and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, and evil people in the world. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege of prayer. Thank you, Lord, for the peace that comes through prayer. Thank you, Lord, for the power of prayer. And, Lord, I thank you for hearing and answering prayer. Bring all things to our uh, remembrance. For that's one of the wonderful things that you do, Lord, even as we get older. You have a way of whispering to us things we should remember to do. 
new ideas and things that we ought to pounce on and get done. And I thank you for all of that. And I pray that your people who are with me tonight, uh, Lord, would pray throughout this night. Go to bed praying. Don't get into bed until they pray with whoever is in the house with them. And if they have a devil in the house, a person who is devilish, Lord, help them not to be afraid to pray. Holy Father God, cast the devil out of him or her. Thank you so much for the victory. Thank you, Lord, so much that you came the first time, and so we know that you're coming the second time. Thank you for salvation full and free. And we pray that you would indeed save those who are lost under the sound of my voice. We pray still for over three million souls to be saved through this preaching, uh, gospel preaching ministry alone and millions more to be saved through other ministries around the globe. Please receive all glory, praise, and honor to your name because we're not even worthy to give it to you. And lift up your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, Lord, I cannot thank you enough for allowing me to be here tonight. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for sake. Amen. <clears throat> All right, producers and directors, sound check. Glory be to God. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. I don't know about you. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll play that song one day because you don't want to hear me sing it. I know some of y'all say, Preacher, you all right? You sing all right? Go on and make a draw for another. I had an older preacher told me, he said, uh -uh, don't do that again. You preach. You can preach. You can do that. Okay, but don't, don't be trying to sing like your daddy because you can't do that, son. It hurt me to my heart. <laughs> I thought I was making a joyful noise to the Lord. But anyway, uh, we're going we're gonna to play this song one day. Just a little talk with Jesus will make it all right. Something like that. That's, that's old school. That's old school. <clears throat> A little talk with Jesus. It may sound kind of cute, but it's real. <clears throat> I can assure you that. Well, praise the Lord. Thank you for your prayers. Technical difficulties have been uh, resolved with one of our chief uh, producers uh, being away for a little while. And, uh, but my other producers and directors stepped up and by the grace of God got the job done. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great uh, 
blessing and the great pleasure. And I've been saying this for since the beginning of this, way before this, these 700 plus services, almost 800 services. I meant it when I first started saying it, and I, I mean it now. There's something, I know there's something about that name. I like that song too. But there's something about the word. There's something about the there's something about the word. And I'm talking to saved people. Because saved people, they're doing this right. That's right, preacher. That's right, preacher. It sure is. Right. Saved folk. That's what, they, they, that's what they're doing. Right? They're nodding their head. That's right. <clears throat> they know what I'm talking about. Lost people don't have a clue as to what I'm talking about. If you're not saved, you don't know what I'm talking about. Because the word does something down on deep on the inside that I cannot explain. We're at Proverbs chapter 6, verses 31 through 35. <coughs> Going forward. Uh, I want to ask one of my producers, Danielle, uh, to make sure we end whatever we end, whatever we read. Let's end with a period, not a semicolon, not a not a comma, if you know what I mean. But if he be found, he shall restore sevenfold. He shall give all the substance of his house. But whoso committeth adultery with a woman lacketh understanding. He that doeth it destroyeth his own soul. A wound a wound and dishonor shall he get, and his reproach shall not be wiped away. For jealousy is the rage of a man, therefore he will not spare in the day of vengeance. He will not regard any ransom, neither will he rest content, though thou givest many gifts. Shall we pray? Holy Father God in heaven, I praise you and I thank you for your holy word. All of its warnings, all of its rebukes, and all of the encouraging passages, all of the historical passages, all of the uh, futuristic passages second coming of Christ and the Lord we know that you came the first time we look forward to your coming the second time and until then Lord we pray that you would save those who are lost and revive those who are saved open the eyes of the blind by the power of your Holy Ghost and uh, making plain your Holy Gospel as I share with your people, uh, as I share with people right now. Lord, help them to understand the gospel because we know that you are not willing that any should perish. Lord, save their souls. Lord, even tonight, in Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. When I was a 
young teenager around 12 or 13 years old and I wanted to gain knowledge and understanding. It was all rooted in pride. I was lost and on my way to hell and not only lost but blind. You make no mistake about it, dear friend, that God plays a huge part in getting us saved. God is the greatest soul winner of all time. Uh, One white brother dared to say that God was the hound of heaven. I would not say that. But what he's trying to say is God zeroes in. Have you ever seen a hound dog go after something? That's how God goes after you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God will, God will put a hook in you to kind of draw you to him, and God, God is pursuing you. It is a wonderful thing for God to pursue you while you are running away from him. I was running away from God, the church, and preachers, and everything else. That was the last thing on my mind. And I never wanted to be a preacher. But God, he came after me hard. And he's coming after you hard because God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life, my beloved. Uh, Right now he's tugging at your heart. For some reason he's got you here tonight. This is why I tell preachers, you just preach the gospel. God, you preach the gospel faithfully and every time God's going to send people your way. You stop preaching the gospel, he he has no reason to send any, any new folks your way. That's why most churches are dead. Because they stopped preaching the gospel. They got three little points on how to have a happy marriage and all of that. And, the, and, and all of that has its place. But every sermon ought to have the gospel in it. I believe one of the reasons why Joel Osteen, who is not a great preacher, He'll tell you that. He never wanted to be a preacher either. And however, one of the reasons why he's the pastor of one of the largest, the the largest church in America, I believe, is because at the end of his sermon, he's going to give a gospel message. It's going to be brief. But he's going to give people an opportunity to get saved and get planted in a church. God blesses that, preachers. So, uh, while the debate is raging, should a pastor preach the gospel every Sunday, every time he preaches? I say yes. You'll have more people in your church because God will bring them because he can trust you to preach the gospel and make it plain. 
And I would encourage you to make it a major part and do even more than what Joel Osteen does. Make it plain. You can preach on other things, but make sure you preach the gospel as well. So one day I picked up the big old Bible off of our living room table. Now, you know, back in the South, in the black family, you didn't go into the living room. That was all, you know, that's off limits to you as a child. And my grandmother Gladys Beeman. So you wouldn't tap her good furniture. They put thick plastic on their furniture back in those days, and they wanted they didn't want you to go into the living room. They didn't want you to touch the Bible. Now they didn't they didn't read the Bible themselves, but and they didn't want you to read it either. I guess because don't don't set anything near the Bible. Don't set anything on top of it. I, I'm all for that. Don't touch the Bible in the living room. In the living room, nobody lived in the living room, but that's what we called it. And 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 it was very uncomfortable, particularly in the summertime, sitting on that hot plastic, thick plastic like this right here, covering the beautiful. You can see the couch, but you can't feel the couch. And so I went in there, and I got the big old Bible, and I sat down and tried to read it. Maybe God was calling me at that point, at that time. I don't know, but anyway. I couldn't get past Genesis chapter 1. It, it bored me to tears. The these and thou's and all of that. I didn't understand it. And, and it's too much for me. So I put the Bible down. I found out later in life that you have to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And get saved before you can understand the Bible. The sad part is, I could have died and gone to hell. I, I, and I, I marvel at that. I mean, how God preserved my life. There were many times I could have been dead and gone. Dead and gone. If it had not been for the Lord, who was on my side, having mercy upon me, I should be in hell today. There's no doubt about it. I sh and if anybody should be in hell, it's me. So here's how I became a Christian, how I got saved, how I became born again, and how you can too. And then once you get saved, you will be able to uh, understand the Bible. Soon as I got saved, this is the truth. The church that... Uh, played a part in leading me to Jesus. They gave me a little Bible, a little brown covered Bible. It was in a package. Red letter edition. Tiny words. I couldn't even read it today. Let me tell you what happened. I got saved December the 19th, 19th, 1979. I didn't put that Bible down for a whole year. I mean, I mean, probably three or four years. Because we back, back in those days, we carried the Bible with us. We called it the sword. You were in sin if you didn't have the sword with you. 
at all times. Oh yes, the brothers would get on. Where's your sword, brother? I remember Walter Lake, very proud. You know, he carried himself head up in the air. You know, he got saved around the same time I did. And Walter Lake, he'll see you without your brother. Where's your sword at? And back in those days, you had a, you had the Bible in a beautiful covering that you got from the Christian bookstore, and it had a sword on there. And we had no problem whipping the sword out to lead you to Jesus. Everywhere, anywhere. What? <laughs> uh, witnessing all of the time in front of the NCO club, which was, my, which was my stomping ground before I got saved. If you were to die today, where would you go? We had Bible, gospel tracts, our opening line, and we'll travel. Some people thought we were crazy, and we 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 said no, 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 that's not the problem. You, and so, ladies and gentlemen, get saved, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And I assure you, you will love the Word of God and you will understand it. The problem for most of us as Christians is not understanding it, it's doing it. <clears throat> so if you want to be saved tonight, first, <clears throat> pardon me, accept the fact that you are a sinner. For we all have broken God's law. Would you agree that you are a sinner? There are some people who don't know that they're sinners. They have to be told. Have you ever broken any of the Ten Commandments, such as lying, such as stealing, such as Lusting after people and things. Have you ever done that? You saw a good looking woman and you said, My, 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 wow, she is. I wish I had her. Have you ever done that? Don't tell a lie in church. You said, Well, I'm not in church. Yes, you are. Have you ever uh, disobeyed your parents, dishonored your parents, disrespected your parents, got a bad attitude towards your parents, hate your parents, all of that, pardon me. Have you dishonored God by taking his name in vain? Have you done evil against God? I just named five of the Ten Commandments that you have broken <clears throat> if you are of age. 
The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all have failed God. We are all wicked, evil, undone, ungodly sinners. Makes no difference how beautiful you think you are. Makes no difference how handsome you think you are. Makes no difference how much money you have. Makes no difference what kind of car you drive. You are a wicked, evil, and ungodly sinner. And some of us who are rich, we are just, we're more wicked than those who are poor. For we have the means to do more wickedness with. We have sinned against God. Are you in that category? Of course you are. You say, but I'm a great businessman. Doesn't matter. I'm a great singer. Doesn't matter. I'm famous on uh, Instagram. Does not matter. You are a sinner. And you're guilty before God. And so am I. So is the Pope. So is the Dalai Lama. So is even the nice Joel Osteen. Second, dear friend, accept the fact that there is a penalty. There is a punishment for your sins. (coughs) Pardon me. The Bible says, for the wages of sin is death. The payment of your sins throughout your life is death. And people are dying every day. People, in the words of Sam and Madison, are checking out. And you're going to check out. And I'm going to check out. Oh, we don't think so because we're living right now. We can't even imagine dying. But one day you're going to die. Imagine it. Imagine it. Okay, think about it. You're going to die and meet your maker. The wages of sin is death. God says in his word that It is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. Oh, everything's going to be brought into account about what you did with the life that God gave you. God is a very jealous God, by the way. We don't hear that as much as we used to, but God is very jealous. Do you hear what I'm saying to you? God is still jealous. He made you from nothing. You have his breath in you. He created you from nothing. To fellowship with you. And you went the opposite way following the devil. And doing what the devil wants you to do. Instead of doing what God made you to do. And he has a problem with that. He does. And he wants you to understand, and, and this is, is very serious, and he wants you to understand that if he will allow you to die from off of this beautiful ball called earth, 
and is beautiful. Now, now heaven is going to be more beautiful than this. Now, so if you try, if you have traveled anywhere, even even though Los Angeles has a whole lot of smog and crime and homelessness now, when the people first uh, drove out there, when I first drove out there in recent times. When you come across that hill and look into that valley, that's a beautiful sight. That's a, I, I've been many places, but when you when you come down into Los Angeles, man, that's beautiful. Man, it may not be as beautiful as you used to be. Mount McKinley, Alaska, Hawaii, the blue green waters of the Virgin Islands. These are images in my mind where I have been just absolutely magnificent. Some of the pictures you get on your computer, uh, uh, they're trying to get you to use it as a screensaver. Absolutely beautiful. This is a beautiful place. Don't you make, uh, uh, make no mistake about it. Now, now we, some of us have lost our uh, interest in how beautiful world the world is because we have fouled up the world because of our sins. So our lens are all dirty and filthy. But God wants you to understand that if he will allow you to die from this beautiful ball called earth that he hangs on nothing but his power, he will allow you, because of your sins, He will allow you to die and go to hell because of your sins if you do not take advantage of what He did for you. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shalt be saved. Saved from what? I'm going to tell you because nobody told me until I was 19 years old. Saved from hell, man. Jesus came and suffered and bled and died on the cross for your sins. He paid your sin debt. He is the sacrificial Passover Lamb of God who paid your sin debt, who suffered voluntarily, bled and died voluntarily, went through hell and went to hell voluntarily to pay your sin debt to God, was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God, born of a virgin, raised Lazarus from the dead, had been dead several days and was stinking, walked on the water because he made the water, told the wind to be quiet and the waves to sit down and they obeyed him. What manner of man is this? Because he made the water, he made the sea, he made the oceans, he made the wind. See, Jesus does not need the Concord. If he was here, he would probably take a plane from England to New York, but he could walk across the Atlantic Ocean. You say, well, what about the storms that come up? No worries. 
Because he'll just tell them to be quiet. And sit down somewhere. I, I made you. Okay. He is the God man. 100% God. 100% man. You need him. I would encourage you to get to know him. Strongly. Because he has all power. And might in his hands. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And thou you shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. And that leads me to what Jesus Christ said about hell. He said a lot. He preached more on hell than all of the prophets and all of the apostles combined. And sadly, he preached more on hell than all of the preachers living today. He preached on hell so hard So hard, he talked about he talked about the fire in hell repeatedly. One of his most famous sermons on hell. Nobody has come close to comparing, uh, to comparison uh, of Jesus Christ who preached on hell. Jesus Christ said very clearly. In Mark 9, 43 through 48. And if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell into the fire that never shall be quenched. Where the worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter a halt into life. The other day a man got married on crutches. Now that's love for you. But he that's what you call halt. Could hardly walk. Then having two feet to be cast into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched. Where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire. Where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. Your eyes can't stop looking at uh, pornography. A good dose of hell will help you. Your eyes can't stop looking at another man's beautiful wife. Just remember that people go to hell for lust. And Jesus Christ said that if you lust after a woman in your heart, you have committed adultery already. God is concerned about your heart. Jesus Christ is concerned about your heart. No man ever preached like Jesus. 
The Bible even says no man speak like this. I mean lost people said no man speak like this. Hell is a real place. You think this is hot? You're going to wish you had these hot days when you go to hell. Because these days are like air condition compared to how hot hell is. Hell is a place of torment. Hell is a place of torture. I know it's not popular today, but I believe with all of my heart that if preachers had continued to preach on hell, we wouldn't be in the mess we're in today. Because I'm here to tell you, adulterers are going to hell, adulteresses are going to hell. Fornicators, heterosexuals, having sex outside of marriage are going to hell. And here's what the Bible says about it. But the fearful, uh, Revelation 21.8, but the fearful and unbelieving, the so-called atheists and agnostics, the fearful, people too afraid of their family members and friends to get saved. So fearful they don't have faith in God. And the abominable, these are the people who go beyond the pale in sin. These are people who are so wicked and perverted, they rape little girls and rape little boys. And when they go to jail, the murderers can't stand them, and so they kill them. And I believe sometimes the judge winks at it. I'm sorry, but that's what I believe. Why is that? Because there's some things that the abominable, abominable people do discuss the rest of us sinners. We don't even like it, what the evil they're doing, even though we may be committing adultery. We may be committing fornication, but these abominable people, the, they're committing abominations. These are people who go beyond the pale. Why can't you be satisfied man with a woman? Why can't you be satisfied woman with a man? You're still sinning, committing fornication and adultery, but it's, 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 it's least, at least there's some normality, uh, no, no, some normalness about it. Men going after men, God calls it an abomination. Women going after women, so-called having sex with each other, men with men, women with women, that which is unseemly, the Bible says. And then you have uh, the abomination of incest. Mothers lusting after their sons. Sons lusting after their own daughters. And, and listen, it doesn't make any difference. Natural, that's to me, to me is worse. But, but uh, even your adopted children, you, th th those thoughts are not to be in your mind. These are abominations in God's sight. It's beyond the pale. You're going to hell. Then you have people who, and you got brothers lusting after and having sex with their sisters. A man a few months back married his sister. God forbid. 
sisters lusting after their brothers, having sex with their brothers, God forbid, fathers uh, having sex with their daughters, aunts and uncles and cousins and people uh, see family members at reunions and lust after each other. These are abominations in God's sight. And it's so bad. They're not satisfied with all of that. They look at an animal and want to have sex with an animal. It's called bestiality or something like that. People trying to get sexual with a dog, a cat. And then they, then they turn in, and some people are so sick today, they turn themselves into dogs and cats and walk around on all fours, human beings. Some work in your U.S. government. And murderers, people who kill other people, we know about them. And that's happening all around us. And uh, whoremongers, and these are the heterosexual sinners. And, and, and by the way, heterosexual sinners, uh, let me just say this, we're way more than the homosexuals. And, we, 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 and we're just as evil in our way. And we can't, uh, we can't uh, uh, judge others, but we do. But God's going to judge us, those who are whoremongers and uh, whores in the church and outside of the church. And sorcerers, people who practice witchcraft and voodoo, horoscope. Some of you people calling psychics out there in California. You know why they're out there in California? Because they know you can't get to them from Alabama for the lies that they tell you. Sorcerers and idolaters, people who uh, worship everything and everybody but God. And all liars, if God didn't get you on these other sins, some of you looking petrified right now, if God didn't get you on some of these other sins, he's got you on the lying. Liars. Some people lie so much they believe the lies themselves. Shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. This comes straight from the word of God. Did God see you? Did God find you right there? This comes straight from the Bible. These are people who are going to go to the lake of fire or hell. Are you in that number? Stop being proud and arrogant and stubborn and humble yourself down and admit that you are a sinner and you need to be saved. Now hell is the bad news. The lake of fire is bad news and it's real. You say, well, I just can't believe that our loving God would put us in hell. God didn't put you in hell. He did everything he could to save you from hell. If you go to hell, you you put yourself in hell. You can't blame God. You can't blame Jesus. You can't blame anybody else but yourself. 
especially after the night, because you heard the truth. So hell is bad news, but I have some good news for you. Jesus Christ said in John 3.16, For God so loved the world. That includes you. You, talking about God, I can't believe God would send us hell. For God so loved the world, that includes you. Red, yellow, black, and white, we're all precious in God's sight. That he gave his only begotten son, he gave up his only son, his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. The only superman of all time, the God-man, He was God, if you will, wrapped in flesh, walking among us. His other name is Emmanuel, God with us. That's right, God came to earth in the Son of God. He suffered, he bled, and he died the cruelest death in the history of the world. Was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God. All you have to do, my friend, is believe in him. Jesus didn't say you have to join a church. Jesus never said you have to go to church to get saved. Uh, Jesus did not say you had to take the right hand of fellowship. Jesus did not tell you that to get saved you had to get baptized or to speak in tongues or to run around the church or to shout or to give any money to the church. None of that will save you. Only, pardon me, only He can save you. And all He wants you to do is believe in Him. Trust in Him as Savior. And He will save your soul. And then He will walk with you throughout the remainder of your life, teaching you to be a disciple unto Him. And it will be the greatest journey of your life. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, there's that word whosoever, that includes you. The person still questioning and and thinking that God uh, would not send them to hell. God did everything he could to save you from hell. He died for your sins. Whosoever believeth in him should not perish, that is, perish in hell, but have everlasting life. So believe in him today. Pray and ask him to come into your heart to save your soul. For the Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 13, very clearly, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou, you, shalt be saved, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It is just as simple as that. That's how I got saved. A man who hated preachers, hated the church, a man who cursed and swore to his friends that he would never be a preacher in his life because his dad was a preacher and that was the last thing on earth I hated my dad for being a preacher and so uh, if God can save me God can save you
So believe in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ and pray with me the sinner's prayer. Mean it from your heart. Don't pray it if you don't mean it because God is not going to make you and I can't make you. So let's pray. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner and that I have broken your Ten Commandments. And as you know, Lord, I have committed many other sins repeatedly in your sight. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. And please forgive me of all of my sins, my failures, and my faults. As I believe in you, Lord Jesus Christ. As I believe your gospel that you suffered, you bled, and you died on the cross for my sins. Was buried and rose on the third day. By your power, Holy Father God. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul today. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of all of my sins. Help me to change my behavior. Help me to turn from uh, my wicked and evil lifestyle and to follow you in the new life, Lord Jesus Christ. For it is in your holy name I pray, amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day, allow me to say to you congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, Please go to GospelLightSociety.com and read my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. And dear friends, if you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, please email us at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and let us know so that we can rejoice with you. And we have some free material that will help you grow in the faith and stand strong in the faith and be the disciple that God wants you to be. If you have a prayer request, please email that in to us as well and we will pray for you until you tell us 
to stop. Now, beloved, when I was a teenager, I wanted to get wisdom and knowledge. So I set out uh, to read the big family Bible that was kept in the living room and that many families had in those days. We don't see them much today, but these are huge Bibles. But I couldn't get past Genesis chapter 2 before I got bored with reading the Bible. I just could not understand it. I found out later in life that you have to believe on Christ and get saved before you can understand the Holy Word of God, the Bible. So, so here is how I became a Christian, and here is how you can too. First, dear friend, accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's law, the God who created the heaven and the earth. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, accept the fact, dear friend, that there is a penalty, there is a punishment for sin. The Bible states in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. We die because of our sin. Our bodies go to a grave. Our soul goes to hell because of our sin if we don't trust in Christ Jesus as our Savior. And that leads me to my third point. Thirdly, accept the fact that you are on the road to hell. Jesus Christ said in Matthew, 10, uh, Matthew 18, 8, Jesus Christ said in Matthew chapter 18, verse 8, in the Holy Word of God, Wherefore, if thy hand or thy foot offend thee, cut them off and cast them from thee. It is better for thee to enter into life halt or maimed, rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast into everlasting fire. Also, the Holy Bible states in Revelation 21.8, But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. <clears throat> Now, hell in the lake of fire, dear friends, is bad news. Uh, but I have some good news for you. Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, who took away the sins of the world, said in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. 
Just believe in your heart on the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died for your sins, was buried, and rose from the dead by the power of God for you, so that you can live forever with him. Pray and ask him to come into your heart today to save your soul and to change your life so that you can understand the Bible better and learn it and do it and be blessed by it. And Jesus will save you today. Romans 10, 9 and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou, you, shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. Saved to what? Saved to heaven. So, dear friend, if you are willing to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ in your heart, believing in your heart that he is the Lamb of God who took away the sins of the world and that he died for your sins, was buried and rose from the dead. Please pray with me this simple prayer and mean it from your heart, believing in your heart on the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day early one Sunday morning. Repeat after me the sinner's prayer, phrase by phrase, and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I realize that I am a sinner and that I have done some bad things in my life. I am sorry for my sins, and today I choose to turn from my sins with your help. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of my sins. I believe with all of my heart that Jesus Christ died for me, was buried, and rose on the third day. I trust Jesus Christ as my Savior, and by your grace I will follow him as Lord from this day forward. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and save my soul and change my life today. Amen. Now, dear friend, if you believed in your heart on the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose again, allow me to say congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is trusting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my pamphlet, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Dear friend, if you trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, please email me at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you. If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop.
Dear friend, God loves you. We love you. And may God bless you real good is my prayer.